morning, Melbourne. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Desk on Sin. Pleasure to have your company on a Friday morning. Things may be chilly outside, but we are nice and warm in the studios. And instead of Sam, we have found a worthy replacement. Sam will be with us on the show. We currently have a train tracker active and we will be following Sam's every moves. He was at the game last night, Melbourne-Brisbane. He was doing some coaching on the sidelines. Chris Fagan couldn't do it all himself, of course, over the age of 60, ripe age of 60. And Sam will join us later in the studios. But please welcome Jason. Greetings, uh, Sin Sports fans. It's, I'm excited to be here, Michael. I will admit, yeah, I'm glad we do have the train tracker out for Sam uh, available right now because he will be joining us, as you said earlier, but I'll just be here substituting until his pending arrival. And must I say, he must have tried very hard. He did a much better job than Chris Fagan did the other day. <laughs> I will say, ha- how to strangulate a football club in oh, three hours on Thursday night, the Melbourne word. Demons. Gee, you are not wrong. I mean, let's start there. My gosh, uh, this was a 64-point victory, a 64-point thumping. Jason, this was first versus second at the time. Surprisingly, Surprisingly. so, yes. Brisbane contenders too. They are, they are. We, we often forget just their credentials. I mean, they've been in the last four or five final series. Uh, they have fallen oh so close, oh so short, but uh, their record in the finals isn't so good. Their record at the MCG isn't so good either. They don't play there often, as we know. When they do play there, they wear the old famous Fitzroy jumper, which we like to see. But, Jason, the last time they won at the MCG was round 21, 2014. They um, ran that graphic on the Seven broadcast last yeah. night, which is quite the fascinating stat. It is. Arguably, it could be an interesting dynamic going forward into the end of the season because they meet again in round 23, however, at the Gabba. And as we know, to win a grand final, you need to do it on the biggest stage of the MCG. So this isn't setting a very good precedent. You're right. Uh, unless, of course, we're talking about 2020, where you have to win it at the Gabba to win the grand final. But that they doesn't there. happen too often, does They weren't it? there, either. They weren't there! No! <laughs> Brisbane's finals record is a strange one because they it have is. been a strongly contentious team mm. to progress well into the finals, but they've actually been going out in straight sets more often than not. They did have that exception in 2020. They did. But in recent years, it just seems like the habit is they're a top four contender, they win their double chance, but they go out in straight sets, which is disappointing because I do want to see Brisbane get some success sooner rather than later. But yeah, again, they were strangled by Melbourne last night. And you were talking about the stat sheet as well. There was another stat that came up. This game... Um, 10 years ago would have been a bottom-of-the-table clash. And Correct. now we're looking at top-of-the-table clash. It's incredible. I mean, 10 years is a long time for two teams to turn around their fortunes. But, hey, better late than never. They've done it. They're both at the top. But Melbourne, I mean, they've lost three in a row going into this game. And it's their biggest ever win against Brisbane since 1998. I mean, <laughs> they they picked a good time to uh, to come back into form, didn't they? fundamentally sound they played across all four quarters and it, it, it was a fascinating watch Michael it was because Brisbane came out of the blocks didn't they they kicked the first three goals um, uncharacteristic uh, selfishness came out by Melbourne I think obviously watching the game you saw that uh, Bailey Fritch running into an open goal he had a handball that he got, that he could have given to his teammate Christian Petrarca who was in a much better position no one on him and run down holding the ball uh, it was just it was staggering those first couple of minutes for Melbourne yeah dearie <laughs> mate yeah <laughs> It's tricky to understand that. First v second, Melbourne out of form, but this is just... It was 
you might have had that. You might have had fears of that in the first quarter. Obviously, uh, mm. three goals straight to uh, a very slow start to Melbourne. But again, they they are a slow burn. They just they will lull you into a false sense of security and then just the the key word here is strangle. It Pretty, is. It really is. It is. They and they kick so many goals in in quick succession. I think a lot of teams cannot stop the train when it is full and well and truly on the tracks. And they were incredible again tonight. Clayton Oliver probably best on ground, thirty five disposals. Jack Viney thought he had one of the best games of the year, thirty four disposals. And uh, as we mentioned before, Christian Petrarca could have had a goal next to his name as well if that handball had been taken, but finished up with 31 disposals, and Bailey Fritch ended up kicking three. Should have given one to track, but that's okay. And uh, <laughs> and Keziah Pickett, he showed uh, he showed plenty of his talent again, and he even shushed the crowd, Jason, which I which I liked as well. That was really good. Right in the middle of the Shea Bolton controversy, too, oh, which is a no. nice little... <laughs> Don't we love the, the, the live wire forwards with some confidence? I can and live with a bit of this. A bit of arrogance? Yeah, you, you, you're a fan I, of it. I'm a, let's put it this way. When there's arrogance about, I do put the foot down and go, just play the game, you Play the game, son. Play the game, son. That's what's 100% right. But sometimes when there's just a little bit of showmanship, I can get on board with that. Yeah. I want to concede one point I would say about the game last night is that Brisbane, despite having, you know, getting thrashed pillar to post last night, there were glimmers of good defence. To be able to... A lot of... I think it was 21 behinds Melbourne had scored last night. A lot of them came through rushed or touched behinds. Mm. Uh, And yeah, that's one thing I would want to just give a little bit of credit to. There was glimmers of good defensive efforts from Brisbane, but at the same point, it, it... that's all you can really say in a steamroll performance like that. You're right. And after halftime, I think Melbourne doubled their score, kicked eight goals to Brisbane's three. So considering Brisbane at halftime had scored four goals, they were pretty much unsighted in that second half. But as you as you said, got to give them some credit. They did play well uh, in patches. And uh, they, of course, as well, Zach Bailey, one of their best up-and-coming star forwards and also damaging midfielder. He was out on the night. Dane Zorko was out on the night. But we do also know in the Melbourne camp, they were missing uh, Max Gordon. He will be out for probably another five weeks, which is pretty big. But Luke Jackson stood up. And I, I think, again, all of the whispers um, linking him back to a potential move home to Western Australia. I mean, again, he just put up his credentials for all to see, didn't he, in, in the ruck and, and kicking some impressive goals up forward. He's, again, really crucial. And Stephen May returning. Um kept the Lions under 70 points for the first time this year, and when Stephen May plays, no team can score past 60 points, so he's clearly a big factor for him. Certainly so, not much more else I can add to that. Yeah, there's really not much more I can add to that. Stephen May is arguably one of the best defenders in the game, easily a key pillar of the key defenders in the AFL going right now, up there with, a, well, you, you could say Alex Rance was the benchmark in the last few years. He was, wasn't he? So yep. Stephen May would probably be your contemporary <laughs> benchmark around here in the year 2022. There are some other names that I'll probably have to come up with in my head as we go <laughs> later Harris on Andrews, the show. you know, he's a good one. But, yeah, there'll be a few more that, that pop up, definitely. But, yeah, he's he is definitely benchmark. He, he plays that... that very traditional, almost goalkeeper, you know, yeah. Grey Wiggle style, you know, sort of defensive mode where he, he doesn't, he rarely leaves the uh, the back 50 and he's just there guarding space, which is, again, his assigned role and he's such a good intercept defender and he does everything right by the team, except for when he's out at a French restaurant. But we won't go into that, Jason. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I had to get that zinger in, I had to in, get you? it in there. I had to get it in there. Look in some of other... Course a- you did. Had to do it. Had to With do it. With a sports desk. This is what you're supposed to 
this to... This is what we do. We report the facts. We report the facts and we have a little bit of fun with we, it. And it's morning radio, so we've got it's to keep radio. it light-hearted. Light entertainment, that's how you do it. Plus, I would love, once I step away from the microphone and allow Sam to take his rifle spot, I'd love to hear a sentence from his coaching staff no. as he comes into the <laughs> studio. Jason, did okay. you see... I'll on... be excited to, I'm excited to oh. meet you all, Sports Desk listeners, but I do understand that the show isn't the same without Sam. <laughs> we, we will have him back soon, and, and I hope he is back. We're looking at the train track. It is and, progressing. And, and he is progressing. He's a couple of stations in now. I don't know if it is... An, it, it might be a stopping all stations, not an express train, so uh, unfortunate for that. Um, let's Sounds get to right. some other quick news headlines for the AFL. Tim English, uh, he... Or, you know, Johnny English's you know younger brother, he... <laughs> he does, looks nothing looking. like him. I was going to say spitting image, but looks nothing like him. But he uh, has signed a two-year extension with the Bulldogs, which keeps him at the kennel till 2024. A little bit like Luke Jackson, he is also tied to a lot of clubs in the West, but he had... He's had an exceptional year. He he would be in contention right now for All-Australian Ruck Spot, particularly with Max Gorn being out. So he stays at the kennel till 2024. It's exciting to see him staying at the Bulldogs. He was a very key player during their run to the grand final in 2021. And uh, the Bulldogs, it's a bit of a shame with the Bulldogs. Mm. Let's put it this way. I'm going to put full transparency out. This is my first show on the sports desk. Like it. I join Michael and I join our, our Monday co-host, James, in being an <laughs> Essendon fan. So that's a third Essendon fan that's now been <sighs> taking it's over the airwaves. Yeah. It is a dangerous claim to make on live radio, I will concede. But Footscray, the Western Bulldogs, they're my second team. I like it. And uh, it, it, I'm very disappointed in seeing how far they have fallen from being grand final contenders to where they are now. But Tim English is one of the is one of the fleeting moments of yes, this is the what Bulldogs are known for are, are the scraggers, and they grind games out, and that's what I appreciate about. Players like English, players like Norton, players like, uh, well, as an Essendon fan, I can't really say Cody Waitman, <laughs> but <laughs> I think you get my point. Good call, good call. Yeah, well, we, look, we'd love to get him into the show one day, just to, just to get to know the man, you know? Know the reason why he loves antagonising Essendon so much, but we'll get into no that way. another time. But yeah, Tim English, look, he's, he's been a real shining light for the Dogs this season. You're, you're absolutely right. We probably haven't shed enough light on it because the Dogs are in still in contention for the top eight because... Jason, this round... But they do have Hawthorne this week. They do. They have them tonight, actually. And we will get into all the tips uh, on the other side when we do get uh, Sammy back. In some other news... Uh David Mundy, he's been an amazing uh, unheralded hero for most of the part with uh, so many of the the new fleet of uh, Fremantle midfielders like your uh, Andrew Brayshaws and your Will Brodies playing so well. He's sort of been a little bit overshadowed, but still very valued within those four walls. You know, the, the, the 51-year-old, you know, he still wants to play on next season, so he will hopefully <laughs> be there. He said he's keen to play on until they kick me out, so that's some good news. Uh, in some sadder news, um, son Joel Jeffrey, he's been amazing addition to the Gold Coast Suns this year. His season is over due to a knee injury, so he will also be sidelined with Will Powell, who was having another breakout year, Jason. So, pretty sad that those two players aren't involved in uh, the proceedings for the rest of the season, because the Gold Coast do need them to be a sneaky chance of making finals. So, that's really sad. He kicked maybe one of the goals of the year in Darwin, so uh, we will definitely miss what he does on the football field. But good luck to him in his recovery. Jason, we're going to go to a song now. Uh, When we come back, we will talk some other news headlines. We've got a lot happening in the world of tennis in the build-up to Wimbledon. Uh, Lots happening in the FINA world of swimming. Um, 
in preparation for the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. And we've got some other news in the basketball NBA draft and much, much more, mate. It's uh, plenty happening, isn't it? And a live update on the Sam's Train Tracker. Yes, yes. We will also get a live update for you on Sam's Tram Tracker, hopefully tracking very, very well. And given how this show has started, <laughs> I hope it's not North Lane because you were, you were umming and ahhing whether you wanted to keep the North Lane song continuing or not. So uh, <laughs> let's, we'll see if it's North Lane or not. But well, then again, it is early in the morning. I don't think we need metalcore here, do we? No, I, I, don't, I don't particularly think so. But hey, we'll see how desperate we get, Jason. Let's Absolute see what pleasure to up. have you on the air. This is Xanadu by Olivia Newton-John. This is a request from my lovely mother, so shout out to her. Bringing in all the energetic hits on your Friday morning. This energetic is the Sports and it's not Desk. This is Michael, Jason, and Train Tracker Sam. You're listening to the Sports Desk on a Friday. Xanadu, Friday morning Sports Desk. You are listening to Michael and Jason filling in for Sam while he currently commutes from Melbourne Central. A uh, bit of delays on whatever line he's on. Yeah, appreciate and the update, by the way. That was very nice. Yes, and, and also, yeah, thank you for the song recommendation, Mama Bear, and uh, shout out to all the mothers out there doing a tremendous job in all of our lives. Fantastic. We love our mothers. We know it's not Mother's Day, but every day should be Mother's Day, right, Jason? Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Fair no, call. Fair, fair call. Fair call. Parents, parents in general, we love them. Um, fantastic. Yeah, we love that song. Uh, Sam isn't too far away, and he will be talking all things AFL. He was at the game last night, Melbourne and Brisbane, and he was coaching from the sidelines, as we, we know. We get that one sentence. We, we had to get it in. We had to get it in. Uh, let's get to some news headlines. So the Commonwealth Games, they're heating up, and Kyle Chalmers, one of our golden boys, he's been a superstar in the past, he was trying for the butterfly, but he did struggle. He finished 22nd overall, missing out on a spot in the semifinals by 0.62 of a second, which I think in the swimming world is quite a bit. Uh, now, the most painful detail of this swim heats on Thursday was the time of 52.070 seconds. So uh, it's a second slower than he had when he was swimming for the Australian trials last month. So he has uh, he's slowing down in that division. But we know how powerful he is um, in the freestyle, so, you know, if he can get back to freestyle, potentially um, he might be a gold medal contender, um, but otherwise, if he does continue um, in the butterfly, he will have to do a lot better than that. Um, let's also get to some other news. Now, the state of origin uh, continues uh, later this week. Uh, of course, that game will be on Sunday at 5.50pm AEST time. So game two of the State of Origin. But 4X Gold branding will replace the post, will be replaced by the postcodes of regional communities in Queensland. Now this has been an initiative, uh, aimed at fostering a sense of pride about the Sunshine State. So, uh, 4X Gold brand director Chris Allen told Queensland Rugby League the Forex Gold has been a proud Queenslander for 144 years, so that's a long time to be sponsoring, and the one thing that makes it great is its community, so a great acknowledgement there to the state of origin. Don't and mean to interrupt you, Michael, but we oh, got here we go. third man. Here we go. Sammy He's is here. in the studios. His tram has arrived, well, and he is in the studios. We've been doing train tram this whole show, and now he's taking a tram. Word. No, What's I haven't taken a tram. I haven't taken No, he was on the train today, were you? Yes. Midnight train to Georgia. It's so great to have you here, mate. It's it's an absolute pleasure. Now, to give a visual for everyone, I was wearing the Carlton colours last week, Sam, and I've said 
have some back. What colours am I wearing, Sam? Purple. I am wearing purple. Go the purple haze! Oh, yes! Purple haze! Oh, yes! The tension continues in the studios. You're wearing your Carlton gear. I'm wearing my Fremantle gear. Oh, we're going to get to the tips too soon, Sam. But what a round of football we've got coming up. This is amazing. I appreciate the purple haze reference, by the way, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Freeho Hevo. Hopefully we give you guys the heave-ho at Marvel Stadium. I'm adopting another team this week. He's he's not he's not happy. Sorry, I don't know. He's, he's in shock. <laughs> uh, oh no no you okay. Oh yeah, because I'm, of course. I'm wearing the purple. You yes. guys are coming up against the purple. Took yes, you about a minute and a half. Sorry, there. He's, sorry. He's, the coffee's only just he, uh, say, tickling in, <laughs> mate. You're in a different time zone at the moment. I think. <laughs> <laughs> It's incredible. But, no, it's a pleasure to finally have you here. Jason, thanks for sticking around. No worries. I'll stay to the end of the segment. Yeah, no, no, we're going to stay to the end of the segment. Let's get back to the news headlines. Hey, we're doing some news headlines. Uh, In the cricket, Australia have added Glenn Maxwell to their test squad as as additional option after Travis Head suffered a minor hamstring injury. He did something ridiculous, like 30 kilometres of of outfield fielding, which for, for any player, it seems like a lot. I mean, you think about some of the AFL players, they're covering, what, 40 kilometres in a game, and you've got one guy who's just chasing white balls all around the ground. It's incredible. Sam, did you want yeah. to add to this? Uh, Have you, you've done this before, obviously. You know, you're you're a you're a you're an uh, out, outside fielder specialist, aren't you? Outside the I've ring. I've never played cricket, so there's a sport. Never to, played cricket, apart from a bit of you know backyard here and there. But my word. Oh, okay, yeah, that's so. Reasonable. I think some people might <laughs> turn their nose at that. I'm sorry, <laughs> but this is incredible, Glenn Maxwell. If he does get another test for Australia. The last time he played a test match for Australia was in September of 2017, believe it or not, against Bangladesh. Maxwell, this series, he has been impactful. Um, He has... We obviously know his pedigree of batting. He just pulls out all sorts of shots, but... He also bowls some pretty handy spins. So he's only played seven tests in his uh, well long long career in international cricket. Um, he scored 339 runs and, of course, that famous century in India. Guys, what's your opinion? Does he get a test match in the two-test match series against Sri Lanka? Glenn Maxwell, the all-rounder. Is he a good option for us? Well, I'm... I'm it's interesting seeing players come back after so long and getting in the side. It's it's hard to crack in. Um, do you give him a run? I, I don't know. If he was good enough, you've had him in originally. Why not give him a, a crack again? Why not give him a red-hot crack? I say bring him in. Bring Glenn Maxwell in. Bring the big show in. Uh, he well. can clearly do it at the top level. So bring the great, great man in. Talking about great, great men, Melbourne City have signed Dutch midfielder Richard van der Veen. Sam, he's your man. You were a part of the pitching process to get him across <laughs> the line. Tell us how you did it and tell us about the pedigree of Richard van der Veen. Well, I think he's, he's playing... He's come from the, the Dutch top league. What gave um, it away? <laughs> it wasn't the name, surely. <laughs> so he's from he's from this division. Tell yes. us a bit about the division. To be honest, I don't know much about Dutch football, so I thought you were a big fan. I, I am with big leagues, but you, you bring, if you, you think of Europe, there's a lot of leagues. <laughs> so and it's hard you to bring say the short print every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> but look, it's nice to have someone new, now, freshen up the team a bit. Um, we've lost a couple of players in the off season, so. Um, no, I'm excited to see what he can bring to the team. Um, some fresh, 
fresh um, meat on the field. Oh, that's a very weird sentence. It's, okay. it's a weird way to put it, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're right. He'll he'll be a, a very welcomed addition to the Melbourne City family, I have no doubt, and yep. I'm sure you'll be getting his number on your back at some point, Sam. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Considering you're a part of this amazing pitching process. So, um, talking about great men uh, making big impacts to teams, Ooh, what, about, what about Mason Cox, Jason? Citizen. He has became an Australian citizen. Congratulations, Mason. Were you a part of this process? I was not part of this process. Did you process. organise the uh, the sausage rolls and the meat pies at the MCG no, for his I have inauguration? no correspondence or any affiliation with the citizenship <laughs> process here in this great nation. But I will You're say... You're a shoo-in from, from day one. <laughs> can, can I just <laughs> say something? Your luck. Yes, Wouldn't Sam. it be a shame if the Collingwood didn't renew his contract? <laughs> 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 can 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 Jordan Degoey become a Bali citizen? Is that possible? I don't know. Oh, wow. is, 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 it a, is it a trade? I don't know. It's it's too early for the trade period. Um, but this is a great this is great news. I mean, Mason Cox. He's been playing unbelievable footy. Probably robbed of the uh, Neil Danaher medal on Queen's birthday. But my God, he he. He pops out of the woodworks. He's got his own podcast now. Sally Cap, the uh, Melbourne Lord Mayor, was there to uh, congratulate him. It's been a long process for him, but Mason Cox, he's starting to get the Australian lingo really well. And, uh, yeah, he's, you can say he's definitely contributing to the Collingwood membership this year, at least. So, you know, he is contributing to Australian society very well, Jason. And for a four-week period in 2020, he was the biggest star on the Pat McAfee show as Coxzilla. <laughs> Cockzilla, yes, right. I love my man Mason Cox. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and I, I didn't even realise this until about during the week. Pat McAfee was reacting to the Buddy Franklin 1,000th uh, goal at the time it happened. So he hasn't stopped watching the AFL. He just doesn't report it. Come on, Pat. We need you down Come here on. for the Come EJ on, Witten game. We've got to have oh, the EJ wow. Witten game wow. later this year and invite that man down. I know he's got his commitments Touchdown. with ESPN you know, and the Pat McAfee show every weekday idea. and he's Friday Night Smackdown, the yes. WWE. He's a big he's a busy man. We need to drag him down for the EJ Whitten. We should game. put that in. We should put that to him. him Typing in our agenda. Um, yeah, we've got to get him on the show. We, we have to get him on but the, the show. But the main crux of it, of course, Mason Cox, Australian citizen. He's already created great Australian memories like the prelim final in 2018. Yes. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he can be in and out of form throughout his career. He's been a little bit in and out of form, but at least... Something about those goggles, man. It's making him deliver this year. It really is. It really is. It's definitely a throwback to the 90s. Um, Talk about great calls in great moments. Calling that game, Mason Cox. Another great segue, gentlemen. Thank you. I'll I'll hold your applause. But this is one one of the great calls on that night where Mason Cox absolutely ripped Richmond a new one was he's bigger than Texas and that came from the great wispy voice of Bruce McAvaney uh, delicious and Bruce McAvaney delicious delicious he became Cyril uh, he became a Hall of Fame legend in the Golden Logies during the week and Sam for, for sports commentators like ourselves, how inspirational was Bruce McAvaney on the journey to becoming a sports media person? No, I just had to describe. Like, his... I don't know, his career and his just passion for sport. It's like nothing else. Watching him, um, you know, just enjoy it. And you, you can really see that he's just loving every second um, and is just enthralled with, um, you know, what he's seeing right in front of him. And to 
help you know describe that for people watching at home. I, I think he does a tremendous job, and uh, yeah, no, he's done very well. Still got, still uh, you can still hear him on the the racing coverage and stuff. So we haven't seen the last of him yet, but he did a, an amazing speech at the Logies. Um, and, and honestly, it, you, you're spot on, Sam. It was an amazing speech. Really spoke well, and oh, I don't think he rehearsed it, but. As always, he's just so slick with how he speaks and uh, just how he he shows gratitude for everyone that yeah. was a part of his journey. He's one of the, the best figures in Australian sport media and uh, he will continue to be very passionate about his horse racing and all things Olympics, I am sure. Big shout out to him. Uh, quick news update as well. Dyson Daniels from Bendigo, for all of our Bendigo listeners in regional Victoria, he is an NBA draft hopeful. Uh, last year it was Josh Giddy, as we know, and this time around Australia has another NBA hopeful. Rocketing up all boards ahead of this Friday's draft, Dyson Daniels. He's rated as the sixth best prospect available according to ESPN, so he will be certainly one player that a lot of teams will be looking at. Gentlemen, let's get to a song, but before we do, Sam, do you have any other pressing news headlines for us before we get to our second song break of the day? Um, I think it's good to mention, too, Sunday's Game 2 of the State of Origin, New South Wales versus Queensland, 5.50 Sunday, uh, the... Uh, New South Wales won last game one, didn't they? Uh, Queensland did. Queensland, okay. So Queensland, Queensland win. Um, Smart state. They'll wrap it up this Sunday, uh, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, but that's big 5.50 Sunday. It is absolutely huge. Talking about huge, it's been a long time, 2012, since all top eight sides played each other in a season regular. We're going to talk about all of that and much, much more on the other side of this. Let's get to a song on your Friday morning. This is Everybody Talks, Neon Trees. You're listening to the Sports Desk and Sam is finally here. And that is Everybody Talks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kick on, kick on. Oh, it's double song. Yeah, the next one. Uh, uh, neon some trees. of us talk, some of us don't. Yes, yes. Uh, Jason, still sticking around on on uh, Friday mornings. Oh, Sam, it's a pleasure to have you back in the studios for arguably one of the most important segments. Uh, round 15. Round How 15. big is this? Oh, it's been... You know what? We you spoke. I've heard you speak about the game last night, and I thought, you know, massive, massive start to the round. It's going to be an absolute whopper, and it wasn't much of a, a whopper. It's uh, maybe it came well down said. to a small cheeseburger instead of a oh, whopper. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> ton of meal. Oh, jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a throwback, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, you were there last night. You were you were coaching from the sidelines. Um, obviously, didn't help. Yeah, my in phone blew up apparently because I was all over the TV. I didn't know. You, you're famous, mate. A lot of eyes on you, mate. You're in the you're in the, the crowd. I think it was uh, was it a set shot Ben Brown in the first quarter, and there yep. you were uh, in yep. the background uh, you with your magnets. You wouldn't believe. Right, right we were sitting uh, just at the top of the fifty, right in that. So much play just kept coming back to that <laughs> part of the ground. They just they just wanted you to be oh. on TV, mate. They <laughs> that was uh, great. It was great. But anyway, say. Dis- disappointing for Brisbane, of course. Yes. Um, expected a lot more from them. And then I think, uh, well, Melbourne got their cruise control back on after Didn't a few they? shakies weeks. Uh, but we always thought that was going to come. Uh, they, they, you know, premiers for a reason. And um, look, yeah... 
Well done to Melbourne. 64 points. Jeez, jeez. I, I did joke before the game yesterday. I was just like, you know, we're, we're really pumping up this round. Wouldn't it be a shame if they're all like blowouts or something? <laughs> I was thinking and, that. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking that too. Uh, oh, but here we go. Round let's 15. Do it. Let's get into it. And we kick off tonight uh, for the second game of the round. Western Bulldogs takes on Hawthorne at Marvel Stadium, 10th versus 14th. Uh, a real crucial game uh, mm. if, um, you know, the Bulldogs want to have any hopes in finals at all. And um, my phone's not showing the ins and outs. <laughs> You're going to have yes, to get uh, Yes, I will. So, um, fresh off signing his uh, contract extension this week, uh, old mate. Tim English is out with concussion, so clearly the decision has had some weight. Uh, so Jordan Sweet and Hazen, Hayden Crozier come back in. Taylor Jaray is out with a knee, and Lockie McNeil was the medisub. So Jordan, Jordan Sweet gets his chance in the ruck against the Hawks. Now, for the Hawks, some key ins, Jarman Int... Jarman Impey, Mitch Lewis, uh, McDonald and Warple out, Callow, Hardigan, Frost, Wingard, Morris and Will Day. So, debutant tonight. This will be exciting for the Hawks. Uh, Jay Blank, he is um, going to be a nice player for the Hawks. He's been playing really well in the lower leagues and he was one of the pickups for Box Hill who came in during the mid-season draft. So he is another player, much like Jai um, Newcomb, who comes into this Hawks side and could give them instantly the play that they're looking for. So shout out to James Blank, who will be another nice addition to the Hawthorne lineup. Sam, who have you got for tonight? Look, I'm going to take the dogs just because the finals are on the line, um, and they play pretty well at Marvel. That seems to be um, the dogs' backyard. Um, look, uh, interesting, really interesting uh, Hawthorne, up and down all year, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're one of the ones that creates a few upsets towards the end of the season, especially in the, the top eight sides. Um, but I really think, um, look, the dogs, they'll, they'll be crawling. They always seem to find a way late in the season to try and crack into the eight. Um, they never finish top four, Sam. They've, they've got, <laughs> they've got to start their seasons better. Sometimes they start really well. Sometimes they have a drop off, but yep, again, they're scrambling, but. You know, like what you said, um, crucial match tonight, uh, nearly an eight-point game when you think about it. And, yeah, I don't think Hawthorne are going to make the eight, but, gee, they've been really impressive this season in Sam Mitchell's first season as head coach. So certainly a lot to be happy about if you're a Hawthorne supporter. But, Sam, I'm actually going to be going to this match and I'll be sitting in Medallion Club and I'll be having the oh, little screens nice. that pull out of the seats on the next game coming up. Really? This is This is in the West, West Coast versus... Essendon at Optus Stadium, 6.40 start in the West, which is roughly 8.40, quarter to nine here in Melbourne. So very late start, double header on a Friday night. We don't oh, see this too often, that. do we? Now, straight off the bat, what are your opinions on double Friday nights? They annoy the crap out of me. They do too, Sam, honestly. Look, it's, it's going to be really late finish, but not to mention it does take away from a potentially really um, mouthwatering clash at Marvel. But... Look, the thing is with this, I think the AFL made this call pretty early to have uh, West Coast and Essendon on a Friday night, and I think seeing how both the teams were travelling at the time, uh, they probably thought, gee, just in case of a lacklustre 
you know, potential spectacle here. Let's put in another match. So I think that's what the AFL did. They almost corrected themselves and added another game in, which, uh, again, a little bit of egg on their face, but this might be the best game of Friday night. Who knows, Sam? Mm. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles in that upset. Sorry to do that. Wow, that really hurts. Yes, uh, Rotham, Kelly, and Liam Ryan are all in for the Eagles. Nelson McGovern, that's a big out. Dom Sheed, the grand final specialist, and Clark all out for the Eagles. And for Essendon, two massive ins. Will Snelling comes back for the first time this year, of course. He's a very underrated, important cog in that midfield. Lays a lot of tackles, puts on a lot of pressure, and has great goal sense. And can kick the ball a fair way, Sam, as well. Not to bump up his tyres anymore. Cole Langford also comes back. He's been coaching from the sidelines. Been good to see him with a headset on. He will come back into the Bombers lineup again for the first time this year. Oh, well, second time this year since getting injured in round one against Geelong. Nick Bryant. Um, nice addition to the squad as well. Still very young and developing midfielder and uh, Ruckman more or so, and he will come in as well. Braden Ham, McGrath out, Phillips managed and James Stewart was the medi-sub he will miss this week. So I'm going to take the Dons here. Uh, they had a very stirring victory against the Eagles when they were in some form last season. Gee, feels like a long time ago, Sam, uh, where Alec Waterman kicked the winner for the Dons. So um, tipping the Dons here, back-to-back win we haven't done it all season, so no, I, I, better late than never. Those hurt, those outs hurt for West Coast, I think, because they had mm-hmm. some of their older stock back in. Uh, but I, I thought I really rated their performance. They against were good, weren't they? Geelong against Geelong, um, right. and they uh, they're going to crack in a win uh, eventually. And look, I don't rate your side too much, so. <laughs> That, uh, that, has, that has been made very well clear on the show, Sam. Oh, and uh, that's a <laughs> Take nice us transition. Carlton Fremantle, Saturday afternoon, one forty-five, Marvel Stadium. First Carlton Saturday game for the year. No uh, way. Yes. Wow. In and out, Josh... Oh, we mean Saturday afternoon. Uh, ins, Josh Honey, Brody Kemp, out Sam Durden, Lockie Fogarty and Jack Martin. Unfortunately for Durden, his first game in the uh, mid-season draft and he's injured. It's not looking good injuries runs for the Blues. Ouch. Fremantle, Michael Frederick, uh, Liam Henry and Matt Tabernar. Out Blake Akers, Sam Swikowski, Darcy Tucker and Michael Walters. Big so out. they've got a couple of big outs as well. Mm. Really, really tight game, I think, this one. Um... Look, they've got the, um, after having, you know, the wood on them a couple of years, uh, they really showed us up early in the year, uh, absolutely outplayed us, was dominant, and just threw our game out the window, um, and I think Carlton have been pretty good form on Marvel this year, so I want to hopefully, you know, lock that up, um, and just win it, win it at the source, our defence is Absolutely fried at the moment. Depleted. Um, so let's get back to our game where we, uh, we were playing at best, winning it through the middle, um, and we've got the big two, two tall stocks up forward. So that's where we have to win them by kicking them all goals. This is defence. We can't rely on that. It should got be to, the last resort. Got to kick it through the big sticks. That is going to be the key for Carlton. It's very ironic because I am wearing purple colours. <laughs> You're wearing the blue. The rivalry continues, Sam. But despite all of that and despite my best efforts to convince myself to go for the purple haze here, I'm actually going to tip your blue baggers. Oh, wow. I like okay. them at home. I think you're going to rectify what you were doing earlier in the season where you went to West Co- well, Western Australia and were showed up. So I think the blues in this one and a couple of big outs again for Fremantle. But they've been really impressive this season so far. And Nat Fife.
very good return mm. game last week, so he will be... I'm sure very hungry to continue his good form. We've got to speed along. Uh, plenty of games. 4.30, uh, 4.35 Saturday afternoon. Going to be a big, big day in Melbourne. MCG, Geelong versus Richmond. Again, another massive clash. <laughs> Jack Henry, Max Holmes, Gary Rowan in for Geelong. Out Luke Delhouse, Francis Evans, Zach Guthrie, Cooper Stevens. Uh, for Richmond, Dustin Martin back in. Jack Ross, Ivan Soldo. Out Noah Boulder, Trent Cochin, Kane Lambert and Hugo Rousmith. This is a big whopper of a game. Oh, I've, massive, Sam. Uh, I've just... Uh, I, I want to tip against Richmond just because I don't like them. Like, they have come back into form and they scary are scarily looking like they will uh, come just come out of nowhere. Really? Annoyingly. Uh, it's, um, it's very annoying for us. <laughs> and I think Geelong will probably want to maintain their spot, try and crack into the top four. So this is going to be a whopper of a game. I, th- I think Geelong just for me, but close one. Yeah, th- th- this is one of those games that I think will decide a lot of people's tipping competitions, and I think it will also decide the shape-up of the eight. I am pretty confident that Richmond will make the eight at season's end. am going to tip Richmond here. I do like their ins. I do believe Geelong are getting back to full strength. I mean, Jack Henry's a massive in. Gary Rowan's been in and out, and Max Holmes was cleaned up earlier in the season, so great to see him back. So going to tip the Tigers here against all my beliefs. Okay, Sydney and St Kilda, 7.25 from the SCG Saturday night. Sydney Swans have Ryan Clark in, Tom Hickey, Peter Laddams out, uh, Colin O'Royd in, uh, and Sam Wicks also out. St Kilda, Cooper Sharman, Jack Steele come in, uh, out, Jack Higgins, Bradley Hill and Paddy Ryan. A few big outs there for St Kilda. Mm. Pretty much, uh, I think, a really crucial game in deciding who falls out of the eight. There's a couple of teams hanging on ice. Um, hanging by a thread and um, we'll be uh, I'm going to take Sydney at home I think St Kilda might be the ones to slip away I think those outs are pretty hard to come by I think Essendon absolutely destroyed all hope of them making the finals I think Sydney here pretty comfortably and gee Peter Laddams gee he Chose a good week to uh, punch one of his former teammates. He uh, gets a direct replacement for Tom Hickey, and Tom Hickey right. will come in, and uh, we don't endorse violence. Um, no. Tom Hickey will come in for him, and I think he'll have a big difference. And it'll be fascinating to see how Buddy Franklin goes. He was very inaccurate last week. So, uh, Sydney in this one. Sunday, North Melbourne, Adelaide Crows uh, from Blundstone Arena down in Tasmania, 1.10pm in for North Melbourne. Jackson Archer, a debut. The Archer family. Oh, oh, oh. Did you see this video? Uh, Did you no, see the I video? Oh, uh, it was beautiful. You know, you know how a lot of these debutantes they ring their parents, they do a FaceTime. There's been some funny ones as we've touched on the show before. This was beautiful. Uh, Glenn Archer was in tears. Um, it was a beautiful moment, and even Jackson got pretty teary as well. So it was just a lovely moment. Lovely to see. And continues we love the father and sons in the footy. We it's do. I think it's one of the best things, Sam. And it continues the Archer name. Good luck to him. Aiden Bonner, of course, Callum Coleman-Jones, Ben Mackay, Taron Thomas, oh, Cameron Zerha. He's playing. Out, Jason Horn francis suspension, of course. Lockie Young, suspension, and Jack Siebel out. Uh, Adelaide Crows have Elliot Himmelberg in, Mitchell Hings, uh, Chase Jones, Harry Schoenberg out, Riley Thorpe. Interesting, couple of good ins for North, couple yeah. of ones out that they don't want, and uh, Adelaide have a couple of their stocks back. I think North Melbourne are going to oh, get this done down in oh, Tasmania. Oh! Oh! Stop! You just tipped North Melbourne! Yes, I have. That's a first. That's a first on the show this year. 
Sam, that's incredible. I like it. I'm not as confident as you. I'm going to tip the Crows. I thought they were really good last week against the Gold Coast. They did run out of legs at Metricom. Hard ground to play at. I think the ins for Adelaide are going to be too strong for North. But, hey, North got some very good ins. Ben McKay, I can't believe it. <laughs> and the last two games, Collingwood, uh, GWS 320 Sunday. Uh, and Port Adelaide, Gold Coast, who are you going with for the both of those games? Ooh, I'm going to tip the Pies at home, I think, despite all of the uh, distractions off-field. Of course, we're talking about Mason Cox becoming an Australian citizen. All those distractions, they'll put it to one side and they will get the win here at the G. And I think I think Gold Coast against Port Adelaide. I, I think Port will... They have some really good ins with Travis Boat coming back and Stephen Motlop. But Gold Coast... Their crucial finals yep. awaits them, so they got to get the win here, Sam. Uh, pies and the Suns for me, and that wraps up round 15. Before we wrap up the show, I just want to mention Pub Footy is back t- hey! tomorrow, 12pm, uh, and it's called the Sojo Bowl, south of Johnson Street, uh, between the Labour and Vane, the Workers' Club line. So if you want to see me run like a, a maniac out in the field, 12pm Victoria Park tomorrow. And a quick shout-out as well. The Big V Basketball returns home to the home of the Redbacks, being the RMIT Bundura Sports Centre. That game will be live-streamed on Channel 31. You get to watch that on a Saturday the week after, so make sure you tune into the live-stream on the Facebook and then watch the replay of the game the week after. That's very exciting in the world of university sports, Sam. All right, we are going to finish up with Billy Joel, who's coming to the hey! MCG later this year. December the 10th, can't wait. You may be right. This is hey! uh, Billy Joel on the sports desk on your Friday morning. Woo!